Duckstack 42 Plastic Paleontology. With a magnifying glass to the stars, we can cook any ant. Duckstack, seasoned to perfection. Today's art is a flying anvil by Dennis Dubois. We hope you will enjoy this week's duck stack slow roasted over honey briquettes, giving it its characteristic sweet flavor. We have little ducks in our kitchen, flipping griddles, juggling seasonings, and frantically watering herbs to grow them in time for each churned out recipe. The aromas wafting through the building are incredible, and they do it for you. We give the duck stacks to the ducks who are storks, and have them airmail them to your kitchen window like pies to make you feel welcome and at home. Go ahead, lay out your picnic ta- blanket across your walnut wood table or that grassy hill. Get out your fork and knife and prepare to enjoy the duck stack. Section. Rot crime. Very suspicious that right-wing criminals never actually say anything particularly right-wing. Our apologies for covering a current event. If you do not like current events, you may skip this section. It will not affect your score. There was a mass shooter last week. He was apparently a white nationalist concerned about the Great Replacement and the percentage of whites in the nation declining, so he very calmly decided the way to fix this would be to shoot up a bunch of white people. I don't want to make light of it. There's a video, and it's pretty horrific. The shooter had published a manifesto on why mass shooting would save the white race, which reads a lot like how I imagine a liberal imagines people becoming right-wing happens, which is why I know it's fake. Or, if not fake, it's something that approximates fake. It's literally like, the conservatives love-bombed me and brainwashed me into realizing I had to kill people. I didn't understand what what was happening. And he uploads this screed and commits a mass shooting the next day. I'm not saying anything here, I'm just sharing my notes. Obviously, I'm suspicious. I still don't know what happened with the Vegas shooter. I figure all news is fake unless it really makes sense. Maybe, and probably, the guy really was extremely mentally ill. I think he should be taken as wholly and uncritically as representative of whatever demographic I like the least. Everyone will want to pin horror on everyone else when it claims up front to be ideological. The Christchurch shooter was the same. He committed terrorism in a mosque, so liberals thought he was a white nationalist. He claimed to be communist in his manifesto, so to conservatives, he was a communist. I think people can just be insane and bad. I rather dislike many liberals, but they have reasons for what they believe. I don't think those reasons are sufficient or persuasive. I don't think women's rights is valuable enough to excuse abortion. I don't think libertarian laissez-faire principles are valuable enough to grant gay marriage. I don't think affirmative action actually helps black people when all is said and done. Conservatives have reasons for what they believe, too. You can spot someone's lineage by how they reason. Mass shooters never seem to have any. Anyway, storybooks and fables aside, I feel there isn't really a lesson to be taken from horrors. If they were easily parsable, they wouldn't be horrific, and the abominations would instead get respectable names like war or justice or politics or whatever. Trying too much to extract or pin blame makes you bonkers. Pre-internet, most people would go their entire lives without a tragedy of this scale, and now we have to think we're surrounded by the possibility of it constantly. Maybe we are. But even if it was true, it shouldn't be believed. Life is about better things. Here are some. Section. History. Presenting the present. The littlest one went to mow our lawn this week. We let him crawl around and sequentially discovered him eating walnuts, dirt, grass, and then a snail, which we fished out of his mouth, and the snail was obviously alive and had no idea what was happening. It was just knocking around in there like, ah, being gummed to death. 
Two, the little one has a diaper rash. Why didn't you tell me you were poopy? I asked him. Because you didn't get me a chip when I cried. Oh, okay. So this is his developing sense of justice. Three, our fridge broke and our tub broke and our sinks broke and our sprinklers broke and the sink drain piping in our basement broke. Four, I was on the toilet and the little one randomly came in and said to me, how about this? As he was brushing his head with two combs simultaneously. Five, we were asking him to help us name the chickens. What about this chicken? Is it Briquette or Dottie? And he was like, but that's just a chicken. And that's its mouth. So that one's named Chicken now. Six, some quotes from the little one. I can get my own sucker, actually, because I have hands to pick up a sucker and legs to walk. And then he paused. Actually, I have feet. Seven. Can you get me banana Play-Doh? Eight. Mama, I really like dinosaurs, but they bite all the time. They bite dinosaur food all the time. I bite me food all the time with my hands like this. And then he made little pinching fingers at us. Eight. The little one has become a backseat driver. Stop! There's a stop sign! In his sing-song voice, keeping us safe. Mama asked him, should we drive into the car in front of us? And he said, uh-huh. And she said, does Mama give bad advice? And he said, uh-huh. But you're funny. Nine. We took the little one to an all-you-can-eat buffet, and he ate exactly peas. Ten. Later, he really wanted to watch a Halloween show, but was scared, so he waited for us to be there so that he could watch it while safely holding our hands. Really warming how much he wanted to watch something that scared him. The end. Thank you for listening to the Duck Stack.